Welcome back to Mental Snacks with Claiborne Jackson. Today, I am sitting down with one of my brother's uh, special guests. You know him usually as the movie player, Darren Estrella. But today, he's just Darren. And we're going to sit back, tap into his mental, check on how he's been through all this pandemic, uh, COVID's health, life in general. Just tapping with him on his mental man. So, so Darren, welcome to Mental Snacks, my brother. Thank you. <laughs> As you can see where this is going already, you know. So, What's going on, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. I am good, oh, man. No so, need to play the shy role. They know who I am. Exactly. You know what I mean? So let's just go ahead and get down to the meat. How are you doing, brother? You know, uh, I think the last time that we talked, I was in a I was in a really good place, but this time, um, you know, uh, I, I'm in one of those. I'm in a I'm in a way where it's like people ask you how you're doing, and you just say okay, okay. But behind the scenes, yeah, things could be a little better, you know that type of thing. Exactly, man. And that's one of the things I re- that people got to really understand is when, especially when the man says that they're okay. That's that's like our safe answer of I'm not about to unload all these issues. But we're trying to hold on to it and figure it out, work through it ourselves, hope things get better and kind of move on and so forth. Someone saying that, that they're okay, <laughs> they're they're really not okay. You know what I mean? If you're okay. not looking out for it, yeah. You 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 some people just uh, oh good, he's good. I'm glad we can just move on now. Exactly. No, but if you if you're aware, then you know, okay. Uh, just okay. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna tell you, brother. Me saying okay is what led me to therapy. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I kept saying I'm okay, and I was not okay. But that was my go-to. I'm okay. I live. I'm good. Yeah, you, know, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because before we get into me or whatever, um, so I was getting my hair cut today, and I was talking to my barber, and. Um, He's uh, not that it matters, but he's this Mexican cat and he's really good at haircuts, things of that nature. Uh, but the, the, the issue was, is that um, I've been going to him for, I want to say, like about three years now. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a few times it, it, it's not like all the time for me to be like, dude, can you get off the phone? But every now and then his wife will call. OK. Right. And um, he never says I love you when he hangs up the phone. It's like, all right, fam. <laughs> you know, this new thing about love languages. So I'm like, so today it was like, dude, what is up with that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, man, I guess it's because, you know, my father was a player and he said, you don't never tell no, you know what, you love her. And how's that working out for him? Didn't he just get out of prison or something? <laughs> um... <laughs> Nevertheless, I was like, dude, you might need therapy because that's and that's what he's doing. He's he doesn't realize that that's like childhood trauma that he's looking at as part of his cultural background now, because that's what he was seeing all his life. That's what he's feeling at this point. He's thinking that, you know, this is really some kind of trauma that keeps you from saying I love you to somebody that you should love because it's your wife. But it's part of his actual culture and being now of like. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, that too. But then it was like, you know, aside from that, he's like, you know, why I tell her I love her? You know, when do you tell her you love her, bro? Um, you know, when when she when I come home and there's dinner ready or she cleaned up the house 
or she did something with the kid, kids, and I'm seriously. Now, in all fairness, though, we know how they have this whole thing with love languages now. Maybe his love language is actions. You know what I mean? He has to see her physically doing something in, in an action, and that's what shows him that she does love. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I love you." I mean, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that. You know what I mean? So somewhere that you have the trauma in a, in a mixture of their love language might be what does they call it? It's um, it has to do with actions though. But yeah, I don't you know. But how are you? Not the man okay. with the so. <laughs> the man with shout the, out to him. It, yeah, I hope he gets that worked out. Um, with Medicaid. But um, no, for me, man, it's um. So I'm overweight. You know, you can't see me through through the microphone, but um. So I got, and I've talked to you about this before, but so I got a uh, meniscus tear and it's keeping me from working out and doing anything really, any kind of really good cardio, which I would really need to lose weight. And, you know, as we all know, COVID didn't help. Exactly. So um, I'm trying to get this, uh, trying to get this surgery done. But since I have diabetes, they said they had to check my blood sugar. Blood sugar's kind of high, so I can't get it until I get it under control, or to some degree. Okay. Um, it's 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 not helping. Behind the scenes, it's it's depressing me because it's like it, it it's you know you're getting older, but it's just like you can't do nothing. Bad enough everything that we're going through, and right. The, the trials and tribulations that we go through today and, you know, I, I try to pass the time by looking at TikTok, but now I got to just keep swiping because it's all bad news. Yeah. And it's just like, man, I um, I, I feel that I have to distance myself from people because they're not going to understand how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and what I'd, I'd like to do. And on top of that, you know, these with all this going on, me having this feeling like it's just like, you know, is, is this what happens when you get old? Even though it's my fault, I'm sure, from what I've done as a youth and didn't stop early enough. But it's like, uh, man, um, I can't do anything. So I guess I'm just going to have to what? Uh, eat fish. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. <clears throat> Until my, my and oatmeal and raw oatmeal until my blood sugar goes down. And what am I supposed yeah. to do? You know what I mean? It's it's, it's tough. It's it's a struggle right now. No, brother, I, I totally get it, man. I, I definitely understand that part. I definitely understand. And that's as you get older and your health starts to change. It is hard. It's heck of hard, bro. You know what I mean? I get up every morning and do what I do, but it came over years and years. I think part of it for me was going back to before I had my son, I used to get up early and work out. Then when I had him, I got up early because he was asleep. So then when I lost that pattern of doing it, it was kind of easy to bounce back to it because for so many years I had did it. And it was always that thing in the back of my mind because diabetes runs in my family, high blood pressure runs in my family. Everybody knows I got a sweet tooth from hell. So I know if they ever told me, you're diabetic, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? Because I got the super bad sweet tooth. So a lot of things for me has always just been preventative, preventative, preventative. And it's easy to say, go walk 30 minutes, go do this and that. The crazy thing is, until I sat down and talked to somebody that was professional, I couldn't find the motivation. 
to get up and go do something because that's what depression does. It pulls you down. It keeps you tired. You're constantly fighting this uphill battle against your own thoughts. Yeah, that's the other thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's hard, man. It's, it's hard. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? It's, that part I do get. So it's like, man, I want to get out there. I want to exercise again. But, you know, the legs keep me from doing it. And then it's <laughs> just like just saying, it's just like, man. So now it's to the point where, you know, the mind is like, get up, exercise. But the body is like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yep. Why don't you lay down and think about it for a minute? See? And if you're feeling good, then then do it. And that's those thoughts, man. Those thoughts will come in and creep on you and shut it down. And that's what I, what I was talking about one day about doing that. That exercise, you just start counting. As soon as you start figuring, as soon as your mind starts to function as, as to say, hey, let's not do something. And then you just start counting. And I forget the exact number. I have to look it back up. But some days I'll just go to 10 and start counting by 1,000, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000. Because then it tricks my mind because now it's not, you know, say it's, it's full with something now. It's full of the thought. So it can't tell me to sit back down. It can't tell me to lay back down. So in the process, I start counting. I start getting up to do whatever it was that my mind was trying to talk me out of doing. Now I'm counting. And by the time my mind can jump back in and say, hey, we weren't going to do this. I'm already outside. I'm already working out. I'm already doing something before my mind can kick me back out of it and say, no, sit down, lay down and get back under the covers. So I don't know, man. Try and give it a shot and see what happens, man. But as soon as that thought hits, that's when I start counting. Because then it takes my mind off the fact that my mind is trying to tell me don't go do this. So now I'm like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. The negative thought is behind the numbers now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, it's just full doing. You know what I'm saying? But by then I'm gone. Like, I'm out. I'm out the door. But I get it, man. And it's hard to try and work through it. You know what I'm saying? And wiggle around it. But have you reached out for, for services to, to sit down and try and help somebody declutter? You know, I've been uh, I've been thinking about doing that. Another thing that's really holding me back is, and that just, just, you know, you just have certain things that you know. There, there's no need to continue just telling everybody because it's it's just there. There's nobody, nothing, nobody could do it. But my sleep is terrible, and it's not even like I know a lot of people would think. Oh, you know, I'm sure because you got diabetes, uh, you know, you got to go to the bathroom all the time. Well, at a point, I, I really did, but now it's just like. It's not even that. I'll just wake up. I don't know. It's like that witching hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like two or three. I'll just wake up. Mm-hmm. Right. See, I'm telling you, man, it's your mind. But you got to, you really got to sit down and work through the things that are bugging you. Because right now, keeping them all bottled in, like you said, your thing has been lately to just say, I'm okay. You know what I mean? Find somebody within the professional field to help you unpack because you know everything that you're saying is everything that I was dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Before I went and sat down with somebody. I had to sit there and have them help me unpack to the core. You know what I'm saying? It hurt. It broke me to the end. But I had to get it all out and unpack all of that mess. It's amazing how my sleep is now as opposed to back then. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have those nights where I jump up. Because some things, you, it's just going <laughs> to stick with you. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot, and I've been through a lot. And no matter what, is that you know that's what keeps that's what keeps me from going back to sleep. You know Mine will start coming <laughs> to that old. Yeah, yeah. 
You know what I mean? I still open the front door when it's dark and get that cold chill up my back and shut the door right back and say, I can wait till tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I still I still have that moment where I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to wait until tomorrow and see how this plays out. You know, so certain things, but it's just a way of now trying to deal with it and handle it. And there's certain things I don't think my therapist could probably help me truly unpack. And there's some things I don't really want them to try and help me unpack because by some means I swear that, that their records can still get drawn into a courtroom for some reason. So some of it might just be paranoia, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> some things we're not going to sit there like, help me work through this issue. But it's very far in between that those issues wake me up now, as opposed to before everything kept me from sleeping. I truly at one point believed that if I don't go to sleep tomorrow, won't start. You know what I'm saying? That's how bad it had got. You know what I'm saying? It was like, if I don't go to sleep, I can never say that something's going to happen the next day because I'm just, I never went to sleep. So if I don't go to sleep, that doesn't equal another day. That's how far deep off my thoughts had got with dreading the next day and going to sleep. But once I sat down, man, and unpacked it, you know what I mean? And that might be what you have to do, brother, is sit down and unpack. It could be, Tid. You're, you're, you're right about that. The other thing is, is, man, and I don't know if it's if Kaiser is just cheap. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, to me, having a therapist, and, and maybe it is for you, and if it is, I'm really glad for you. But what I want is for somebody to talk to me. You know, uh, um, somebody, a medical professor, somebody in the medical profession, being a therapist, to talk to me. I don't want you to give me a pamphlet to fill out and then we discuss it or you just give me pills. I, mm-hmm. I want you to I want to share my whatever's going on with me. I want to see your face, your, even though they've got a cool demeanor or whatever. I want to see your face and hear your reaction from me telling you. Mm-hmm. I can write down anything I feel like I feel anyway. I right. mean, I could say whatever I feel like, but you could probably read that I'm not giving you everything you need. As opposed to you, you just me just writing it down, right? You know, and, and the thing about it though is what you said. Because I know when I had mine, they would sit there and they would I would talk to them. They would sit there and they'd be like, oh, "Give me a minute," and they type in their notes and so forth and so on. And I, I went through Kaiser. Now I will say, in all fairness, from the people who I've told that Kaiser saved me from depression, there's just as many people who were like, "You got lucky." You know what I'm saying? Because Kaiser is terrible. So I'm like one of the few success stories of Kaiser. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy because a lot of people who have had Kaiser are like, they did nothing for me. I didn't get that kind of help. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. And it's the wildest thing because I had two therapists at Kaiser. Um, I'm not sure why I switched from the first one. And it's weird because some of that beginning is kind of like blank still. So there's almost kind of like filling in spots, but I, I forget why I switched or how we got switched. I don't know if it was just somebody was busy and this little guy took over, but originally that's how it kind of was with how you explained it. You go in and you fill out your little information, you tell them what it is. Then they kind of give you some kind of general thing and so forth. I think part of it can be the relationship as it builds, because when I got there after so many visits, it went for me filling out that little questionnaire. You, you've been there, right? And they give you that little computer. Yeah. You mark all of them one through tens and so forth. Mm-hmm. I would go back there and then we start talking about the feelings that I put on that paper and why do you feel that way, this and this. But after so long of us talking and he had so many of the notes, it turned into me coming in, 
him just going over how I felt and then him actually closing the laptop and then sliding down the table. So what's going on? You know what I mean? And really just having a conversation. It's like, well, the last time you were here, you were telling me about your mom's situation and doing this and doing that. And then I ended up with that. And that's the thing. I ended up with him and it was a, it was a woman and then it was him. And it was kind of like once they started really, once the relationship was built, then it went from them just going over that little sheet, closing it. And then, okay, so the last thing you told me was this, this, that, and the other. Are you still dealing with that issue from here and there? And how's this working out with that? And did you talk to so-and-so about this? Then it turned into more of a conversation, but it took a few visits to build the relationship. And I guess, and it could be, maybe not, maybe one day what I should do is actually have a therapist on my show and really find out how this, how they build the relationships. Cause that might be helpful to people. But I think for me, for, with them, they have to build up enough history to have a conversation. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, because if not, yeah. So I guess in the beginning, it kind of feels like you're just spilling your guts to somebody. And then they're saying, well, stars, moons, and quasars have a good day. But they'll give you like a couple of little jewels here and there. Now, I know in the beginning, I kind of felt for me, it was trying to open up to a stranger was off the hook. Like, I'm about to tell this person all this. You know what I mean? So that was weird in itself. So I think it's just one of those things where you have to find that one person that you're kind of comfortable with. And then after a while, it'll turn into a conversation and then they'll start pulling things out of you. Cause when I went through the, the deep part of it for that 30 days in the beginning, I was kind of closed mouth because it was group and so forth and so on. And then after that, it was like, you see enough people on this thing in this zoom meeting crying and carry, you know, you know what I'm saying? You're like, you know what, man, this is everybody's being vulnerable. Let me just throw my two cent out. The main thing I can tell you though, when I started therapy, I started off the first time I went to therapy. They gave me pills. They gave me pills, and I came home with a bottle of pills. The pills were amazing to the fact of it keeps your mind firing off so many different little signals. You can't focus on one thing to stay depressed. But then, the flip side, you can't focus on things to where if you want to try and get an erection or some business, it's not going to work either because you can't keep your mind on nothing. So what's the easiest way to not be depressed and distract you from being depressed? Give you something where your mind can't stay locked in on it. And of course, ooh, stars, moons, and quasars scared the hell out of me because I was like, I don't feel it's, it wasn't natural. You know what I mean? But what I did realize, though, they gave me pills because I didn't give them the full story. So they could only help me with what I told them about and everything else that they didn't know nothing about. Here's the pills. Try and deal with it. But when I went back the next time, it was an open book. Came out with no pills. Well, and just to let you know, so because I did see a therapist, and then if I'm saying this right, to be correct, because I was I was rude, and and from my standpoint, you didn't act like it, but I felt I was rude because it was just like you know what can we? Because the the first thing that they start out is is what you know why are you here? What mm-hmm. can we do for you? You know what I mean? So it's like right off the bat, I'm like, well, uh, two things I don't want. One, I just don't want you to just give me pills. And two, I don't want you to just give me a little folder and me fill stuff out and you talk. One of the big things about this is, which really makes it impersonal, is um, it's 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 over the phone now because of all this stuff that's going on. Yeah. You don't you don't go into the office and, <clears throat> yeah. and talk. So then he was trying to make it clear on okay, so if you want to see a psychiatrist, it's going to be to fill out the form and then we'll talk about it after or. 
you see the therapist and then the therapist prescribes you. So it was basically like, you know, one of my main things was the sleeping. So mm-hmm. he prescribed something for me to sleep. And that went on for a little bit. And then I slacked off because I felt like I was doing better. And then um, the, the pills ran out. Gabby mm-hmm. Tran, I think it's called. Yep. <laughs> which is fucking really crazy because now they're saying that people are losing their memory off of it. But I'm not taking it that much. People are supposed to be taking like three pills every three Dude, times a day. That gabapentin, yeah. that's that was that was the one, and your mind stays just going. So, um, so that helps me sleep. Hmm. Hmm. And then it stopped, and it was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get back and talk to this dude. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, no, he doesn't work here anymore. Oh wow! Wow! Go through all this dude. all over again. And that's the hard part right there Because now you have to kick off a whole new relationship And that, and see, I think that is weird Because it's, we're going to therapy for the help to deal with the trauma You establish some kind of a rapport with somebody Now this person is gone Which ignites the anxiety and the fear Which basically sends again. you back to the trauma That's <laughs> starting all over again and it's, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's the worst. You know what I'm saying? I swear I'm, I'm lucky to have gone the path that I've gone. But I totally get it. Because now you're trying to start somewhere new. And now you have to be vulnerable again. Come out here and say, oh, this is this, this, that, and the other. And start completely from scratch. Where you feel like they'll get the notes from your last doctor. But that's the notes. There's not a relationship. You know what I mean? And so it starts you all over again. So I, I totally get it, brother. So I'm not telling every. I'm not just going to keep telling every Tom, Dick, and Harry my weaknesses because right. everybody just wants to go somewhere. And next thing you know, I see this person at the bar or mad or something like that, and they're just like that dude right there, right that Negro. He was looking at the bartender like cut him off, cut him off. You, you don't want to talk to him. He's not that cute. Trust me. Uh, no, I totally get it, man. I totally get it, brother. And that's and it's hard, man. It, it's truly hard. You know what I mean? And I think that's the only thing. I, like right now, for me, I know I can't go back where me and Kaiser were. We ended perfectly. So now I have to try and build me a new relationship with someone that's outside of that to go to the next level. You know what I mean? To dig deeper into just life itself. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, I know sometimes things are serious, sometimes they're funny, but I almost kind of wish you can give me a, a therapist. That's almost like on shrooms or something. So they take you deep into the, just take you deep, take you deep into the to the thought process. Like man, we're about to go take a deep. We gonna find a room. You know what I mean? We gonna get to the bottom of this last thing that you need to work on. Here we are, me, the therapist, and a rabbit or a panda just sitting out in the field, getting down to the root of what's going on. Take this in the car, (laughs) sit in the car for about forty five minutes. And then just come straight up to my office. Don't talk to anybody. Don't look at anybody. <laughs> right. It's going to feel like you're coming out your car. It's going to kind of feel like you're going down a hole where the rabbit is and following everything. But you'll end up when you pop up, you'll be in my office. It's you know? look like the, the hallway doesn't end, but it ends. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, there I am. As long as it's not like severance and somebody's at the end of that hallway, <laughs> then I'm good, brother. I'm good. If I pass a couple of baby goats in business, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I got to drink some milk. I got to drink some milk. <laughs> I don't know if milk helps, but I something got to get it out my system. It's tough, man. But one of the things that I have done that I've been making, a, uh, you know, to myself or whatever is because I had a breakup in uh, what last October. Mm-hmm. So this year 
I'm, I'm pretty much like I don't want a relationship I don't want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. I mean To get to that point Or Even necessarily uh, 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 But then again You know Every now and then But I, I'm not even really Excited about Booty calls anymore As much as I used to be It's right. more like I want to worry about me right now Right I'm not happy with me I'm gonna work on me right now And then maybe next year I'll start You know Trying to find Hopefully the last You know X Or something <laughs> Hey man You know what and, uh, how, how do they say it uh, New year new me yeah. You know what I'm saying <laughs> you, can, you can get your meme ready already brother. So for next year New year new me You can be one of your little Fitted outfits or something You know With this big old smile But Nah man I mean on, on a serious note brother that's what a lot of people need to do. You got to take time and step away and heal yourself. Get yourself where you want to be. Because sometimes, dude, unhealed trauma, man, will have you pushing people away that were sent to help you. You know what I mean? Because you're not ready to accept it. You're not ready to receive it. And you still see them in the eyes of so much stuff that you've gone through. You can be, This person could be perfect. But that unhealed part of you is going to still be like, they're perfect, but there's something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Something's going to go wrong. And you'll eventually toss that into the universe. Something will go wrong. And then when they're gone, you'll be like, damn, there really wasn't nothing wrong. <laughs> I made this into something. You know what I mean? So you got to step away. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to compare anybody to who I was with or not. From here on out, I mean, one of, one of the things that did kind of, you know, after the after the breakup that did depress me. A little bit was um for a good while. I know towards the end it wasn't really I wasn't really doing it and I know why I wasn't doing it, but for a good while, you know, you um you really do your best to try to make people happy mm-hmm. or try to make people make you happy. Mm-hmm. Which is a no no. Huge no no, man. Huge no You make you happy. That part. That part. No one is responsible for your happiness but you. And if you're day. trying to make somebody happy and they're not, and, and that's one of the things that people really have to understand when they're in relationships. But unfortunately, we get too comfortable and we just let it drag on. But it's mm-hmm. just like, if you see that that person is not making you happy or that person is not going out of their way to try to do their best to, I, I want to say make you happy, but that, that's not the word that I'm looking for. But just, um, it show you that they appreciate you. Mm-hmm. When you see that, you need to address it and end it. That part, dude, and that goes to your that goes to you setting the proper boundaries. You know what I mean? And as soon as you realize somebody can't respect the boundaries that you're setting, that's the first sign of like, hey, you got to move this on. Because your boundaries, dude, your boundaries are set to protect how you feel. You know what I mean? And sometimes having those boundaries set up. To others, it'll come off as selfish as hell. But what I've learned is it's fine to be selfish in order to protect your mental health. Oh, absolutely. So I'll set these boundaries. And if I feel like you're crossing these boundaries, man, you know what I'm saying? I love to tell people, man, you will not cost me a copay. I'm not doing it with you. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as as I feel like I'm going to have to call somebody to talk about our interaction, you got to go. You got to go. If I can't call my brother Mike... And just shoot an ill one with him about what just happened. And I feel like, man, I can't call Mike. I got to call somebody else. I got to really schedule an appointment. 
you got to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I can't deal with you. I can't deal with you. You know what I mean? It goes with, with work. It goes with everything. You know what I mean? You have to realize, like, man, I got to set these boundaries. I got to hold these boundaries. And one of the biggest things is I cannot make everybody happy. And what I've learned, dude, is so many people, so many people out there, they say they want to be happy, but they're truly not. And they're not really finding the path on their own of what happiness is. I could go to a movie right now by myself and be happy. You know what I'm saying? I could go for a walk. Matter of fact, that's what part of running and walking is for me. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm in my own world. I'm enjoying myself and my time. Years back, I would have felt like I needed to include somebody. But part of me being happy with myself and being happy by myself makes other people feel like they're being excluded. Because they're not being included in what I'm doing. But I'm happy. There's nothing against nothing against them, you know what I'm saying? But I'm actually happy. I know what you mean. Because I know that I know because I, I I talk to uh I just because I don't necessarily ain't trying to get in a relationship or anything, I do talk to women and I'm sure that, you know, somebody is like, you know, I wonder when he's gonna invite me over. Or when is he gonna mm-hmm. ask come over here? And it's just like um I wouldn't really hold your breath on that one because I'm, 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 I'm really cool right now. I'm really mm-hmm. cool with just making me happy, doing everything yeah, I can to make me happy. Now, if I can just make myself happy and lower this blood sugar, we'd, we'd really be an enemy. That part, man. You know what's crazy, though, too, though, brother, with your blood sugar and everything else? So much of that can change, man, if you can get out of that depressed state because that stuff causes all kind of health issues. Oh yeah, that's one of the number one reasons for it. One of them is stress. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? When they put me on all those blood pressure pills, man, they had me on in the beginning before therapy and just dealing with life and saying that it's normal for all the stuff that I was going through. They had me on five or six pills for my blood pressure. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm down to one which he's pretty much like you come back again, we'll probably take you off of it. You know, I told him back when they put me on it, I was like, it's stress, dude. I've never had blood pressure issues. It was stress in my weight, which ran hand in hand. Stress, weight, it goes together. I said, once I get all this under control, I don't need it. Told my doctor the other week when I left him a message, I stay tired a lot. I said, I think it's because my blood pressure is too low because you got me taking this pill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I no longer need to lower it. I think it's just a normal low right now. But taking this knocks me down like, oh, my God. You know, it just drains me. That's what he was like. Okay, when you come back in, let's check it again. He said, if that day you come in and your blood pressure is low, let's just get off of it. He said, then you come back. We'll test you periodically, your blood pressure. He said, get you one for the house. If you see it going up, let us know. And the thing is, so many people will tell you, you cannot get off of blood pressure medication once you get on it. And I think that's the biggest myth. And I'm going to say within black culture, because I don't know anybody else that really deals with blood pressure outside of our black folks. But that's like the biggest myth. Because people say, oh, you get on blood pressure pills, there's no way to get off. You get diabetes, there's no way to get off. Proper diet and exercise will eliminate all that if that you're part. willing to... Make the sacrifice. Make the sacrifice. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm getting off. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting off. So, after I've exposed myself again, <laughs> um, how you doing, brother? Yeah. Man, stars, moons, and quasars, man. 
Stars, moons, and quasars. Living a dream, huh? I'm at peace, man. I am truly at peace, man. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because I never thought that I would be at peace. Never imagined. What, you know, I couldn't even tell you what peace was. You know what I mean? Because I used to tell men, and Mike, man, he'll, he'll testify to it. I used to tell him, man, so many times. If my life ever gets to the point where there's nothing happening, I'll probably die. Because I was so used to chaos. You know what I mean? That's just that's just how my life was based, man. It was if something wasn't constantly happening, and if I wasn't in the middle of something, and I thought that was normal, which goes back to the normalization of trauma. You think that this is normal, you know what I mean? So for me now, dude, to take a walk from my house, put on some headphones, walk down the street to uh, Sprouts, buy a box, like a little six pack box of mini. Almond milk ice cream sandwiches, man. Open them up and walk back home just eating one out the box. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bruh, I have not a care in the world. You know what I mean? You know, not not trying to go off the track because there's nothing to do with metal snacks. Snacks, maybe. But it's like, so I was telling somebody one of the things that I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start buying the prepared meals at uh, Sprouts. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of cooking or whatever. And there was a guy that used to train me working out. He makes meals, but he charges like $12 a meal. Yeah, bro. And these are just as good, pretty much the same ingredients, mm-hmm. and they're cheaper. Yep. So thinking about doing that, maybe like start doing some salads or whatever. So I'm talking to this female about this, and she's just like, well, are you sure they're healthy for you? I'm like, let me ask you a question. How many times do you go to Sprouts and they got crap? <laughs> Lay's potato chips. <Bruh>. Or <laughs> if they got that in there, it was a shipment that was an error. And you, you didn't see it. It wasn't like <laughs> out, it wasn't out and about, you know what I mean? Yeah, there was somebody in the inventory section opened that box and was like, whoa. You know like, like, this was supposed to go to Target. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not our box. Like, right. you, you might find some gummy bears or something like that, yeah. but that's about it. Exactly. So, Dude, they still got those mean carob chips in there too, boy. Those carob chips, man. Yeah. Now you know what? That's part of my childhood that was not trauma. Because I had a teacher. If we used to do things right in school, you would get carob chips as your uh, as your rewards. So if you got a if you got a star and a circle around that joint, that means you got five carob chips, buddy. You know what I'm saying? So it was like the big thing for me. I was like, I need to get that five star with a circle. You know what I'm saying? I want my five carob chips, brother. So to this day, if I see carrot chips, I'm like five stars in a circle. You know, what I'm, like, I'm going to get a carrot chip. So uh, and one one other thing that I've noticed about you know my mental and things of that nature is, um, unfortunately, I hate to say it like this, and it's it's going to sound weird or whatever, but um, we have to go back to the '80s and '70s. On certain issues because we're just too serious mm-hmm. about bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's too many oversensitive people on stuff that it does not need to be sensitive on at all. And yeah, it's just man. stressing me out. Just like you Bruh, really, there's really a problem with that. I pulled up an old episode of Archie Bunker with George Jefferson and him and George going back and forth, brother. And that was some classic back and forth from George and the best folks. You got 
Archie Bunker mad at the colored folks. You got George mad at the honkies. I mean, this and nobody was just like, oh my god. You know, there weren't no, <laughs> there, there weren't no protests outside CBS. No, dude, like that. the world has become so Eat serious. <laughs> and the thing is, I think for me, with the world being so serious, man, it's like everybody wants freedom of speech and, and their rights and so forth. But for every time you try and silence somebody else, you're actually trying to take somebody else's freedom to to make yourself happy with yours. And it's like, stop. Just stop being so damn serious. If it's one thing of me figuring out this path on my own path of peace, I'm just not bothered by a lot anymore. So I can sit there. There's things that I don't agree with that goes on in the world. But at the same time, it doesn't directly affect what I got to do day to day. You know what I mean? So I'm just kind of like, you know what? That's the direction you're going today. Go ahead and go that direction. Is it like my one homeboy dude? He won't entertain any gossip. He won't entertain any negativity. We could be having a conversation about something, and then he cut you off quick, <laughs> quick. He'll I be know like, people hey, like man. that, but you know what? I'm not, I don't I'm not watch going TikTok. You know. I don't look at Facebook. I don't look at Twitter. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. When I call him, dude, this when I call God him, bless him too. I bet he's. The conversation, dude, is, is solid, man. When I call him, the conversation will start off, brother, with some vibrations like, man, how you vibing right now? And I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm over here vibing, man. It's all good. You know, everything's good. He's like, man, I'm vibrating on 100, brother, man. What's happening? You know what I mean? We'll just start talking stars, moons, quasars, businesses, what you got going on project-wise, how's the kids, how's the family? Everything is pushing towards the positive. You bring up some kind of mess that's that's gonna bring down them vibrations. And he'll be like, "Hey man, we need to up uh, we need to up the vibes, brother. We can be going down, you know." And every now and then we'll tap into something because you got to go down sometimes to come back up. You know what I mean? But no matter how it works, it comes back up. And as long as your vibrations with him, as long as they're dropping because of something that you're getting off your chest that that directly affects you. I can't call him and talk to him about the Kardashians. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't got nothing to do with none of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't going to kill my vibes, brother. Don't call him about that. Don't call him about no no celebrity news. None of that business. Don't call him about no whack 100 tripping on somebody. He's like, this directly affects me, brother. It shouldn't directly affect you. So how are you feeling? You know what I'm saying? It's like you get off the phone call with him vibing hot. The homegirl that's in Vegas, man, Angelique, you talk to her. Vibes is high. Never any negativity. Those are the people that you got to keep around because they always have you vibing on the higher level, man. My man Tate, I call that dude. Everything is bubbly. Life is moving up. You know what I mean? But you have to have people in that circle that's always on that high vibe. And that's what I realize now that some people are like, well, you know, how do you get rid of those that are on the negative side? And I'm like, all you got to do is set your vibrations high enough and they'll leave because they don't like that. You know what I'm saying? A person who... Is not trying to heal or figure out their own path. They do not want to be around somebody that's happy. You know, when I first started finding peace, people told me that I was too happy. You know what I'm saying? They were like everything is just so happy, you're so positive, nothing bothers you anymore. How is that wrong? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why should stuff still bother me, dude? It shouldn't bother you either. And then, especially the fact that you're upset because things aren't bothering me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a problem that you don't even see because you're mad at me because I'm just like. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're not tripping off of that anymore? Care less. You know, and I told you, it's funny because we were talking about hip hop and we were watching uh, these dudes I watch on TV on the little podcast thing. And the guy was saying how they would make these songs to diss somebody. And they would include their family, their moms, their baby, this, that, and the other. And I was like, you know what? When I was young, 
you couldn't say anything about my mom without me taking off on you. This was when I was in school. And she sat me down and was like, look, you know who your mother is. You know what kind of mother you have. It doesn't matter what they say. I don't wear combat boots. You know what I'm saying? But eventually, I was so notorious for taking off on people with your mama jokes that people would be like, he's not the one to play the mama thing with. You can do the dozens all day. Just don't include his mama. You know what I'm saying? But then, I fast forward to where I'm at now. And I'm explaining. I'm like, look, at this point now, if you're looking for a confrontation with me, and you're throwing out everything that you can that's disrespectful, my mama, my son, my baby's mom, whatever, whatever you're throwing at me, at this point right now, I see you as the person that's hurting. And I'm not going to do it to you because I know you're doing it to get a response. And that's when you're you're pushing off your own pain, hoping that I help you out with your issue. I'm not going to do it. Years ago, that was a possible felony. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now, I'm like, you, you, you got to deal with your own hurt and your own trauma. And I'm not going to give that to you. So somebody that I love did this for me. And it, it touched me. It, um. It it made me feel like uh, Somebody cared And I'm going to share this with the world And I hope everybody does it Because I've done it I've even done it with you I don't know how you really felt about it But regardless I'm going to say it And I'm going to explain it So that in the future when you hear it You know what I'm doing As long as your hand don't end up in my pocket Okay So <laughs> So anyway, uh, <laughs> go ahead, brother. You almost said to say something I didn't want to say on metal. I'm snacks. sorry, brother. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> it had to do with a Snicker bar, but anyway. <laughs> one thing I uh, I encourage whoever listens to this um, because I bit it, so you can bite off me. She called me out of the blue during this year that I'm you know healing, and she said, "Hey, what's up?" So this is a person where it's just like I, I don't expect them to call me. Okay. And and actually I don't really like people calling me. I'd rather you text me. Okay. So since they don't really call, I pick up the phone. Right. And um, you know, we do a quick little small thing. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How things going? You know, so then oh it's just like, okay, so let's let let's just cut to the chase. Why are you calling me? She said I was just doing a mental check on you mm-hmm. How you doing Mm-hmm. Indeed People don't understand Well maybe I don't know what people go Other people go through But people don't understand Like for me That is like A heartfelt Serious Way To tell me you love me Without telling me you love me Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother. You know, so I do it. Yeah, I do yeah. it. I do it quite a bit. I, everybody in my circle, you have gotten a call from me, and you heard me say that. And when I say it, I'm not saying it to be. I'm just to keep you on the line. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is kind of like a, this is your time to shine, bro. If yeah. you try to say that, nope, there's nobody to talk to about. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. I'm telling you now. I care, and I'm listening. That part. That part, brother, and when you did it, man, it was appreciated. 
You know what I'm saying? And I shoot it out to people, and it's appreciated. And some people yeah. don't get it. You know, some people yeah. aren't on that level yet, and they think it's a joke. Yeah, they like, think like, it's a like, catch to it, man. It's not a catch. Bruh, I've had people get offended because we call me, we get on the phone, and I'm just like, hey, how's your mental health, man? Where are you at mentally right now? What you mean, where am I at mentally right now? You know what I'm saying? What kind of thing? Is, what are we talking about? Where, where's my mental at? What are you talking about? Where's my mental? You think I'm crazy? I'm like, no. I'm just saying, how are you doing? Like, you know, physically and mentally, where are you at right now? I don't know how to take this. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, and it almost gets to, okay, well, then I know that you're not on my level right now. Yeah. Deuces. Your mental health is not good at this moment. So I'm going to go ahead and get off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You told me without telling you me. Know I got exactly. That's exactly it. You told me without telling me. Like, I, I, it's like, how did it just go? How do you feel attacked? I was really trying to see how you were. How do you feel attacked? I'm so confused. And it's just like, okay. All right. Oh, you know, oh, so you're gonna call, ask how I'm doing mentally. Now you want to get off the phone with me? <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, do you want to stay on the phone? You know, what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. People don't. People don't understand. And little simple things like that will just make this whole world a better place. I mean, I, will, I, like, man. like for example, I mean, even with your close homies, you, you know, you talk to your friends and all that, and you know, you call a brother up, and you know, what's the first thing y'all say? You know, what's cracking? You know, regardless of the time of the day. Yeah, you know, what's cracking? What's happening? You know what? Change that up for a second. You call somebody in the morning and just say, "Hey, bro, good morning." They're not gonna say it, but you just actually made them feel good. In a nutshell, man. In a nutshell, because I hit my dudes now. I hit them in the morning. We get on the phone. And I'm just like, "Hey, man, how's the mental?" I hold it down. You know what I mean? Those that get it, hold it down, man. How's your whole good, brother? Was that it? You know? And then we jump up into some madness. Sometimes we'll end the conversation with my mental was good till I started talking to you today. Now I got to go detox, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's like we don't went off the road somewhere. Something right with you. And, you know, and I was just like, yeah, I know, brother. You know, it's been like 30, 45 minutes of laughter. And it's just like, man, how do we even end up? I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll have you later, boy. All right, man. But you end the phone call. Everybody's happy and chipper and everybody's moving. I think that's what people got to understand, man. At the end of the day. We all got to start checking in and checking on people. You know what I mean? And do it when For you sure. feel it. And not just like it's an obligation. Do it when you feel it. Because I've had so many friends who I said I was going to check on the next day. And that next day didn't come for them. The next day almost didn't come for me. You know what I'm saying? So I know you got to, if you feel it, you got to hit a cat out the blue and just be like stars, moons, and quasars, man. How you doing, homie? What's good with you? How's life? How's your mind? How's your physical? What's happening? You know, and I think in time, man, brothers are starting to open up more and not feel like, you know, this is weird. Somebody like another one of the homeboys is checking on me. That's strange. Cats are starting to understand it, man. You know what I'm saying? We call each other brothers all the time. Act like it. It's family. It's love. And if I'm calling to check on you, I'm checking on you just on GP, on general, man. I, nothing else. You know what I'm saying? If you only got two minutes, man, I'm just calling to see how you been. Shoot. That's it. You know what I mean? If you're in the middle of something... That's it. I'm just trying to make sure you good. And after that, bro, all right, then holler at me later on. You know what I'm saying? We're breathing. You know, but what I don't want is to have it in the back of my mind that I was going to call and check on you. And then I didn't. And then I get a phone call that beats me to check on you, seeing that you done checked out. And I'm like, damn, I was going to call my dude. You know what I mean? I've had it happen too many times, man. Had it happen too many times, and, I, and I've worked through it now. But that's what I don't want. So at the end of the day, man, that's what it is, man. We started it that way with me asking, how's your mental? 
You know what I'm saying? We started this podcast with How's Your Mental? You know what I'm saying? Sure, we we go ride up out of here with how's your mental, man? You know what hey. I'm saying? <laughs> that's uh, that's all I got for you. I hope I help somebody out there or yeah, somebody's man. listening because I'm telling you, if 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 you never if when you talk to one of your best people, when you call them in the morning, if you never say the words "good morning," it's always "what up," "what's popping," "what we gonna do," you know, just one time, just say "good morning." And wait for the response on the other end. First, gonna get two seconds because they ain't ready for that, <laughs> and then they're gonna have a smile on their face, and the thing's gonna continue. But nevertheless, I hope everybody's doing. I hope everybody stays well out there. Mental yes, health indeed. is a serious thing. We should all pay attention to, and that's all I got for you, brother. Man, I appreciate you, man. That's my man, Darren. I thank him for showing up and sitting down and chopping it up with me on my mental snack side of it. You know, you can catch me and him on some foolishness later on, and I'm just saying. And that's when you probably would need to seek mental services after that show. But, you know what I'm saying, for this show right here, I truly appreciate my man for sliding over, man. This has been Mental Snacks, your boy Clayburn Jackson. We're going to slide out of here, man. One more thing before we go. I just wanted to make this clear to his audience. His hand's not in my pocket at no time. We'll never even admit it. But this is your boy Mental Snacks, Clayburn Jackson. Sliding out of here, man. Hey, check on your people, man. Tell them good morning and ask them how's that mental. Peace.